Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All things in the name of love. With your host, Dr. Erica Riesberg. Music written and performed by Megan Moreau. Can you help me redefine truth and preservation of our soul shine? I can feel it yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside. In your bones, you will know. Trust and let go. Let it flow. All Things in the Name of Love, Episode 41, Tuning In and Saying Yes with Jaina Thatch. Do you feel like you've sat on the sidelines and or settled for less than what you deserve? Place yourself last, always giving and serving from an empty cup, and listen to the opinions of others on what you should be doing with your life. Does this storyline sound familiar? Well, in the words of Louise Hayes and Cheryl Richardson, life is something planned for you far greater than you can ever imagine. Well, things are now shifting in this year of clarity with all of us now having the opportunity to reclaim what we have never lost and awaken and connect with our authenticity, courage, creativity, and the love that we are. Joining me today on an all new edition of All Things in the Name of Love to talk to us about how to step into your authentic power is physical therapist, inspirational teacher, and award-winning children's author, Dr. Jaina Thatch. Jaina is helping to instill values of self-love, inner confidence, true beauty and authenticity in young women across the country, reminding them that by using their own powerful minds, by using their powerful minds, they can be anything they want to be. Her greatest desire is to continue instilling this important message in girls at a young age to assist in building a strong foundation for the women of our future. Gina's all-new award-winning children's book, My Superhero Mind, which was inspired by her superhero daughter, Ilsa, is now available on Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and via Jaina's official website, janathatch.com. Jaina lives in Tampa, Florida, with her family and her puppy, Frosty. Now, the first thing I want to say is that message that you can be anything you want to be. I had, when I was little, back in the 70s, a nightgown, two nightgowns, a yellow one and a pink one of a girl in an astronaut suit saying, you can be anything you want to be. And that, that was like so radical. Yeah. And along the way, I didn't, I didn't keep that. Like, I know I can on one level and another level society kind of limited me, you know, growing up in the seventies and eighties. So the fact that you're doing this for your daughter is just so freaking amazing. And not just your daughter, but like young women around the country. So thank yeah, you. Absolutely. And I think what a powerful message that nightgown sent you was that, you know, here's a girl kind of doing something that you don't really think that girls can do or should do, you know, like be an astronaut. And you felt empowered by that. Mm -hmm. And so my daughter felt empowered by wearing superhero costumes and her brother's hockey equipment. So does, <laughs> which was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was in those moments when she would wear, you know, that nightgown that 
hockey equipment, the stuff that really resonated with her on an internal level, not a superficial, physical, you know, kind of way to feel beautiful or powerful. Like she felt beautiful on the inside because she was kind of loving herself. She was embracing who she was. And, you know, when I, when she would wear that kind of stuff, you know, the picture of her on the front of the book is the moment that inspired me that, you know, I thought, wow, she looks so beautiful. And then I caught myself. I said, well, she's not wearing the girly girl dress. And, you know, she, why, why do I think she feels beautiful? And I realized at that moment was, I was seeing her inner beauty. I was seeing her for who she thought she should be and who she wanted to be. And I really thought, you know what, that's a great, that's a great thing that I want to keep instilling in her. And that's a really strong message that I think she should know that however she feels on the inside is so much more important than what society tells us we should look like on the outside. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. And that's such an important message, not just for Ilsa, but for every young woman, because it's something that flies in the face of what we're taught. Absolutely. Even on a basic kind of fundamental level, when people approach Isla or approach my daughter, they always compliment her on her physical appearance before they ask her any other questions. And I, you know, I'm a mom of boys too. And so it's just interesting for me to be able to sit back and watch this dialogue. And even these subconscious messages we're sending our children that when people meet Isla, they say, oh, look, you look so beautiful today. I love your shirt. I love your hair. And I mean, it's, it's an act of kindness. But when they talk to my boys, they're always asking them, how are you? How's school? I heard you scored a goal the other day at soccer. And so we're validating little boys for who they are and what they want to achieve. And we validate, we have a tendency to validate little girls for how they look on the outside. And so I think it's really important to change that dialogue Mm -hmm. um, because we want to build a foundation of strong, confident young women who, when they're not feeling so good about how they look on the outside, they know essentially from the core who they are on the inside. Mm. That is so beautiful and so important. And I'm just loving it. I know, I know I have questions, but this is so inspiring that you're doing this. I think it's so important that we need to teach children. We need to start it at such a young age, this idea of self-love, because, you know, when we become adults, you know, taking time for yourself or doing what you love has somehow we've been, you know, caught up in our heads by society that doing stuff for yourself means that you're being selfish, Mm -hmm. but you know, you really can't be of service, your gifts that you have, your authenticity, your identity, you can't serve others if you don't believe in yourself and you don't love yourself because then you really don't have much to give. And I believe that, you know, when I talk to children about their authenticity and their superpowers and what better way to engage a child into the idea of self-love but by telling them that they're super powerful and all the wonderful little characteristics that make them them is you know, is their superpower, is their, is their superhero traits. And so, you know, I really think it's really important that we teach children, not, not just about kindness to others, but about being kind to ourselves first. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, I'm going to look at a question because I, could, like, I have so many things I know Jonathan worked on getting questions. So I'm, I'm happy to do whatever. So. <laughs> okay. so I will ask you this one. 
How did writing sure. your book help you step into your authentic power? Well, I always wanted to be a writer from when I was a child. Writing was my outlet. I used to write poetry. I just had this sense of fulfillment and this self, this sense of being able to express myself. I felt like it was just, it was just what I was meant to do. And it really fulfilled me to my core. And, you know, I kind of pushed that aside, you know, when I became, when I became an adult and I really didn't fulfill my dream until I had my daughter and she inspired me to go back to that passion. And she, my children do inspire me to do that because if I'm teaching them, you know, to fulfill their dreams, what better way for them to want to do that than, than to emulate that by seeing their parent do it. And I realized that our children are sponges. And if the best way, if you want your child to ever do something, you know, is to show them how. And so I thought, well, I have to show them how. So that's beautiful. Well, yeah, it was, it's really a, it's, it's, it's a beautiful relationship and it's a beautiful bond because my children inspire me to be a better person and in return, I'm inspiring them as well. So. So does that step into like greater self care for yourself? Like recognizing that you need time to yourself to recharge and, and then so you can show up as a better person. Is that like, how do you navigate that with four? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's that cliche of doing what you love never feels like work. And mm -hmm. so I learned with four, actually the blessing of having four is that your time is very precious. Mm -hmm. And so you have a better understanding of the importance of your time and you're not going to fulfill it with things that are meaningless or only serving other people. You need to really have a strong sense of who you are and doing what you love so that you can give back to your children. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a better mom for stepping into my yes. And so that's what I want to teach my kids. And that's, you know, a lot of people say, well, how, how do you go after your dreams? I, people get stuck in their mindset of not wanting to do that. And it's just taking little steps into the yes, because we can busy ourselves with all the mundane stuff in life, but we're really not living until you do what's in your core and you do what's in your heart and you identify with your authentic superpower. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And sometimes scary. Absolutely. Well, fear is what limits us. Fear is, and fear and doubt come into play. And doubt is playing into that fear of why you shouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. You know, so you'll have this dream and you'll say, but can I do it? And then doubt will creep in. And so all the reasons why you shouldn't do, you should say no to it. But you have to learn how to step out of that, step out of the no, step into the yes, and take little steps. Because sometimes we're afraid of the big picture of it all. And what we don't realize is that you, know, you just don't achieve the big picture right off the bat. You have to take little steps to be there. And when you take those little steps to get there, you continue to grow and evolve as a person. And your dream suddenly takes on different meanings and you have a different understanding of yourself and why you're doing it. And there's so many wonderful things you learn along the way. And, you know, it's just, it just takes one little step into the yes. Mm -hmm. If I can tell anybody that one little step that you don't have to jump into it. Just one little step. True, true. Why do you believe many of us have struggled for so long into stepping into our authentic power? 
Well, I think, I think we kind of grow up. <laughs> and I think sometimes we get sidetracked. Sometimes we do not know how to achieve our dreams, or sometimes we don't have, have the support, or sometimes it's not what society says we should have, or what society thinks we should do, or even our families, they have an idea of who we should be and what they want us to be. And so I think those are external factors that play into, can kind of creep into your head and make you believe that maybe I shouldn't do that. But I, along the way, I think you have to kind of find what really sings with your heart and sings with your soul. And you realize that, you know, we're all here for it to serve a purpose and a greater purpose. And how do you want to spend your time here? Do you want to do it being something that you're not or living this idea of what you think life should be? Or do you want to kind of dive into what your heart and mind are kind of telling you to do Mm. and really kind of go for it? Mm, It's beautiful. What helps, what has helped you shift out of that old behavior into that, that deeper connection with who you really are? My children really helped me step out into that. Okay. Um, my children have been so inspiring to me on so many levels. They've taught me about love. They've taught me about patience. They've taught me about my daughters taught me more about the woman I want to be than a lot of the women that I've met in, on my journey in life. And my children teach me about the importance of time. But I think there just comes a time in everyone's life where you kind of just say to yourself, is this who I am? Is this really what I want to be doing? Is this, mm-hmm. am I really giving myself, if I, am I being true to myself, true to who I am from the core? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think in those moments, you really have to ask yourself, I think your soul's kind of telling you, hey, step out of this a little bit. Maybe you ought to try something new. Maybe this isn't, you're not feeling fulfilled. And so it really was, you know, a stepping point for me with the birth of my daughter and all these wonderful messages she was sharing with me about self-love and importance and beauty and, you know, really wanting to show her that, you know, she can be anything she puts her mind to. Mm. Mm. So awesome. The words authenticity and power may seem like parallel opposites, but everything that has been happening in today's society over the past several years with many people abusing their power, how can we do our part to ensure a healthy relationship with our authenticity and that the power we have is utilized for the greater good? Well, I think that starts at a young age. I think that what I teach children through the book and through dialogue with them after I read the book to them is that our powers are meant to be shared and that loving each other and being kind to each other is is a superpower and what better kind of world will we live in if we're all using our powers to raise each other up mm-hmm. as opposed to just being selfish with our powers and just holding them all to ourselves or in the world we live in today you know it's really kind of scary how people can take their power and their intelligence and misuse that or leadership skills and and misuse that. There are, there are better ways that we can use our superpowers, and that is by sharing them and not necessarily holding them onto ourselves. And if we teach that at a young age, I think if we teach our children to be more kind and loving and accepting of one another, then the older they get, we won't have to kind right. of 
change that dialogue or change that mindset in an adult. And I think the older we get, the harder it is to change who we are sometimes. But it's really important that we instill that in our youth so that what we're seeing that's going on in society right now kind of doesn't happen again. Are you seeing, when you have conversations with adults, are you seeing receptivity to that concept? When I have this conversation with adults, a lot of people always tell me, I wish I had this book when I was younger. Mm. I wish I had someone, I was that little girl that didn't believe in herself, that uh, would seek validation in other ways and thought that if I looked a certain way, people would praise me with that. Or if I did a certain thing and I was praised for it, that I thought that that was love. And that has been the conversation that I've had. And it's been really interesting. It's been twofold. It's been, I wish I had this book when I was younger. And it's been, I'm, it's really nice to see you achieving your dreams right now. And so I have this stuff that I want to do. And so I'm now you're inspiring me to kind of go after my dreams and my passion, which has been really nice and, and unexpected, to be honest yeah. with you, because I didn't expect to have that conversation. Right. With parents and to inspire them along the way. But it's been really nice to hear it. Yeah, that's beautiful because it is, I've, I've had the pleasure of speaking the, with, with a few authors and each message is like so profoundly shifting. One was talking about being short and how that's opened a dialogue about how to celebrate each other's differences. And you're coming at it at this beautiful, deep perspective of not just appreciating others gifts but like owning your gifts and celebrating yeah. them and that's just that's transformational thank you you're welcome I, I it is it's so inspiring to to tell a child that it's so you know when i read the book to little girls when i read it to a classroom there's a part in the book where i talk about you could even be the president and i can't tell you every time i read it there's always one or two little girls in the audience that'll either gasp or be like, Oh yeah. And I realized in that moment that they didn't know, (laughs) they didn't know that that was an option for them. They didn't know how powerful they could be like exactly what they're capable of and that their power lies in who they are and, and, and their love for themselves and who they want to be. And that can be, anything that can be absolutely anything and whatever that is as long as it's in a positive light it's beautiful you know it's it's beautiful it's beautiful and you know it's enough you know sometimes in this world and the older we get we we over not i would hate to say overachieve but we overextend ourselves and overdo ourselves because we think that if i keep doing more and more and more Maybe I'll feel fulfilled. Maybe this will be enough. Maybe people will see me for who I am. Mm -hmm. And I just want to let everyone know that who you are is enough. You don't have to keep working for it. Just celebrate who you are. Embrace who you are, your quirks, your strengths, all of it. All of it is, all of it combined into one makes you, you. It's like, it's funny because now when I read Dr. Seuss or when I go back and I think about all the wonderful messages that Mr. Rogers used to say, resonates with me and I didn't even know that that was their message like there's no better you than you and there's no there's no better way for you to stand in your power than by being you Mm -hmm. which is a message every single person needs to hear on this planet (laughs) absolutely yeah what are 
three ways to help you step into your authentic power? Well, um, I think we need two things come to mind, kindness. And like I said earlier, kindness works in two ways. We think of kindness as being a uh, service to others, but we really need to think of kindness towards ourselves. We need to change our inner dialogue. We need to stop. And I say, stop. You need to kind of stop thinking of yourself in a negative way. You have to change your inner dialogue. You have to embrace and really love who you are and keep those negative thoughts out. If you could say three positive things about yourself when you wake up in the morning or just be thankful for something, change your mindsets, change your shift and focus. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to start because like I said before, you can't, you truly can't be kind to others if you're not kind to yourself. It doesn't mm-hmm. work. You just end up giving more of yourself and you feel less of yourself. Mm-hmm. So you need to really embrace who you are and have a strong foundation. And when you're kinder to yourself, you start stepping into the yes. And a lot of people think that I need to say, I need to start saying no to things. And I hear that and I agree with it. But I think what people need to really start doing is saying yes to more of what's in their soul. You know? What I find is there's two types of yeses for me. Mm. There's the deep feeling it in my soul, yes, where I like any argument that my 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 ego tells me otherwise is is just not getting in the middle of that because that's just what I have to do. The mm-hmm. other is when I feel a fear. Yes, and, the doubt. And and then I lean into the fear and I sit, I sit with it because I want to make like, like I want to say, is this like a no or is this like a, a fear no? Because there's a there's a difference between the two. And if it's a fear no, I'll give myself the time to explore what the fear is. And then mm-hmm. I'll then I'll say yes because I want to get to the other side of it. Right. Because I know that when I have that fear kick in, mm-hmm. there's really some really deep growth coming in on the other side. Absolutely. And I think that meditation and taking time for yourself and really thinking about it um, is a great way to work through it. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes your anxiety kicks in. You know, you can't really think about it because you, you'll let everything else creep in and, and your brain will kind of start to spin a little bit as opposed right. to just going into it with a clearer headspace. And I think that's a really great way to approach it. What I can say to that is, is that when that anxiety creeps in, you know, it's like a flight or fight response. You have to really kind of sit into it and you have to let it you have to let that anxiety kind of subside because that doesn't really give you the mindset to really think about it clearly. Mm-hmm. And you really, you really can't let that creep in because then you start to lean into the no mm-hmm. and you'll, you'll start going backwards again. You have to kind of step into that fear a little bit too. And sometimes say, stepping into the yes can be a little scary, but imagine the power that lies within you conquering that fear. Mm-hmm. And it not being so bad. Right. Or if it doesn't work out the way that you completely want it to, I heard this quote the other day that says, if you feel that you have to kind of start over, know that you're starting from experience 
and not from a blank slate. Mm. So everything is kind of a way to learn and grow along the way. Nothing's going to be a linear path to your dream. And I think a lot of people, that's when the fear kicks in because you, you will see a roadblock. You will, you will see a bump in the road. Right. And we let that, oh, well, maybe this is why I shouldn't. And it's so easy to step back as opposed to kind of stepping forward because maybe you'll realize, ah, that bump wasn't so bad or, hey, I can navigate that. I have the skill set to get around that. We don't give ourselves enough credit. So you have to be a little brave sometimes. You have to be a superhero. <laughs> yes, you do. Because it's, it's so important to allow yourself to feel that, that deeper connection with yourself. And for me, the time of day where I actually feel that I'm connected to the divinity within myself is around one o'clock in the morning. And I'll just feel this energy coming in me. And that's mm. love. Mm -hmm. And it's so, it's so reassuring and relaxing and safe. Mm -hmm. and it's come from a lot of years of practicing meditation and doing energy work and healing myself and wanting to get to that deeper state and and find out who I really am like what's what's really going on in there like I want to know what that pure essence of light is mm -hmm. and that to me is my superpower um, my curiosity and like that, that drive, because I want to be the fullest expression of who I am, whatever that is. Yeah. yeah. And that is it's so refreshing to hear because you don't, with every, with the world, the way it is today with social media, with instant gratification through social media and the internet, people have, have mixed messages of what love is. Mm -hmm. You know, they think likes or mean and somebody paying attention to them is a, is a, is a act of love. And it's really not, you can't, you can't really seek that out. You have to know what that is from the core. Yeah. And, you know, I really want, I really think it's important, especially our, our children that are, have such easy access to the world and other people telling them and other people influencing them. And, you know, I heard my son listening to, he was listening to a show today on his iPad. And I, I said, Hey, bud, come here for a second. Because I realized that he was listening, somebody else was teaching my child messages. And I, what better teacher than I am to let my child know who they are and who they should be, as opposed to the stranger. And there's so much influence now. I mean, think about when you were a child and I was a child, we didn't have all this information coming no. to us at once. And I think you can really, 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 if you don't know who you are, if you don't have that, a lot of people aren't connected to, to their intuitive self. Mm -hmm. And so if they don't have that strong foundation or that mindset to connect on a deeper level, it'll be very easy for them to allow all this other information to come in and really change who they are. Mm -hmm. And so with my message, which with what I feel that my message is meant to share to this world today, children today, to anybody who wants to hear it, is that you have to learn how to quiet out that noise and mm -hmm. know who you are. And 
take those quiet moments to reflect on who you are. And you talked about meditating and I too like to meditate. I was always, even as a child, I would like to go into my own space and just have time to think. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes that was probably a form of meditation. I didn't even realize it. Right. A lot of times people are afraid to fulfill their dreams because they're worried that it may not be received by everyone. And so maybe loneliness will kind of, their fear of being alone or fear of, you know, what does this mean for me? Would it, that will everyone understand it? Those times when you do have time alone are, are, are a gift because mm-hmm. those are the times in life that you are supposed to self-reflect, that you are supposed to harness your energy into putting it into where it should be. And no, having that quiet space to figure that out is a blessing that I don't think a lot of people understand. Because mm-hmm. I think everyone thinks I, sh- I have to be busy. I have to be busy. I got to, got to, got to. And it's not. Or they're scared of being lonely. Yes. Not a bad thing. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I, I, I crave it. I do too. I, I love not having my phone anywhere near me. I love not having time on the computer or just like having just quiet for myself. It's just mm-hmm. such a rejuvenating experience. And it doesn't mean I'm, I mean, I could be doing something. I could not be doing something. But like the other day, I, I made this, my grandmother had gingerbread cookies that I grew up with. I am gluten, sugar, and dairy free. That recipe mm-hmm. has all three. <laughs> so I haven't had them for five years. And I had a craving this year. Like, I want to see if I can make this gluten, sugar, and dairy free. And I made the dough a couple of weeks ago and I, and I was really busy and I finally just took quiet time and rolled the dough out. And it was just such a relaxing experience to connect back into that. And they came out a little bit chewier than I wanted to, but, but like they had the taste and it was like, that's a really amazing thing that I've actually mastered this to make it healthy for me and not get sick from the sugar or the gluten. Yeah. And you wouldn't have been able to do that if you didn't go into that quiet kind of meditation headspace yeah. where your, your intent changed in that moment. Your intent right. was to make this resemble all the wonderful qualities and goodness that your grandmother brought to you with these cookies. And, you know, you were so worried about something else that when you just took the time to reflect on what your purpose was and your intent was, it came about, it happened. And yeah. so I think as human beings, that's, kind of what we need to start doing a little more of like we need to be a little more reflective it's so easy for everyone to just kind of trigger and put stuff out there and I think I should be like this I think it should be like that wait what am I doing again what's the purpose of this right I think intent is a really powerful way to approach anything if my intent is to honor my grandmother and to make something healthy for me by honoring her that's a, that's huge. If I was just like, what it was for five years was I was scared to mm. adulterate the, the, the recipe to the point where it shut me down. But I have all the tools. I have yakon syrup, which tastes like molasses. I have swerve, which has a brown sugar substitute. And there's gluten-free flour. And I can use almond milk instead of dairy. And, yeah. and it was just this the slow realization that I was the one that was blocking me. Mm -hmm. And now that I've done it, it's like, 
oh my gosh, I've just opened up this huge opportunity for myself to do other things that in, in the kitchen, I actually claimed that I, I've, I've reached culinary mastery now because I oh. overcome this fear. Like if I, if exactly. I can do, if I can do grandma's cookies, I can do anything. Hey, you got this. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like what we just talked. It was kind of, it, it, that was a perfect example of what we were just talking about. Yeah. Like how do you overcome that fear? You took the time to go into your superpower. So to speak, you're like, Hey, I got this. I know how to do this. Wait, let me stop and think about it. And fear and doubt were creeping in all the reasons why you shouldn't do it. No. Mm -hmm. Can I really make this cookies? Well, you know, grandma made them with sugar. Grandma made it with milk. Grandma made it with this. But then you, then you kind of stopped and you regrouped for a minute. And then you face that fear, that little, that insurmountable idea of I can't make these cookies suddenly became a bump in the road. And when you conquered that fear, when you stepped into the yes and you pushed the no kind of aside, you're like, Hey, not so bad after all. I can, I can do this. I'm a superhero, right? You know, I, I know this. And then it just, when you start stepping into the yes, it's like, it's empowering. You're like, now you feel that, Hey, I can make lots of cookies because now I know how to do it. And if you keep just leaning into that, it's so empowering. It's so powerful. Like you just kind of said what (laughs) you gave a perfect example of what I believe in. That was beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) What are the takeaways that you hope people learn from your story and your book? I just want everyone to, when they read the book and when they hear the message and initially on a foundational level, which is really nice to see, I see them start to think of, of themselves differently. And I want to empower them to do that. I want them to think that there are these amazing, they have amazing qualities. I want them to start to step into that. Yes. Like, Hey, I'm a pretty cool person. You know what? Do you know what I can do? I, I love to read and I love to do this. And I, I really just want them to kind of fall in love with themselves Mm. because I, at, at a, at a young age, at a foundational age, I want them to kind of have this sense of who they are and that who they are is wonderful and enough. And Initially, I want that message and then to resonate with them. And then I, I want them to know that their powers are to be shared in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And that if we could all just love ourselves, we can love each other more. Mm-hmm. And this world will be a better place if we all kind of just embrace each other's superhero powers as well. We need mm-hmm. to rely on each other. You know, we need each other. Your superpower is not my superpower. And we need to know. We need to be able to hold a space for our friends when we don't understand their superpowers in a positive way, mm-hmm. because one day we will understand who they are and what they're, what they're capable of. And we really need to breathe light into that, breathe some positive air into each other, because we can really make each other soar if we just share that kindness and love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. We need to, we, you know, with the climate that we're in, I really, I really want better for our children. And yeah. I, I, I used to feel that a lot, you know, with our generations. And then I feel like it kind of got lost a little bit. And mm-hmm. now it's really important to bring that back. This mm-hmm. sense of self and authenticity and identity. I think it's really important. 
I completely agree. How can listeners remain connected to you online and in social media? Well, I um, just launched my website, janathatch.com. I will be blogging there. You can find ways to have to find out any upcoming events that I have, or if you would like for me to come and speak, I can do that as well. I am on Facebook at mysuperheromind.com. I'm on Instagram at janathatch.com and Twitter, same name. And that's how you can stay connected with me. And I hope that this platform of self-love and acceptance and empowering our youth today will really resonate with the world. I know it will. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. The pleasure was all mine. Yeah. Mm. You have a beautiful evening. Thank you. You as well. Thank you so much. The action item of the week is to be quiet for 15 minutes. No distractions. Tune in to what you loved when you were little. Are you still doing it? If not, Allow yourself to open up to it again, one step at a time. Be gentle with yourself and enjoy the process. That's it for the week. Until next time, I bid you the highest peace, love, and prosperity. Namaste. Can you help me redefine truth and preservation of our soul shine? I can feel it yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside In your bones, you will know Trust and let go and let it Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.